Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. My name is Amy Linnell, and I am a pharmacy manager and certified lactation counselor from Walgreens. And you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your co-host in 2016, focused on your career development, Erin Albert. More on me over at my website, ErinAlbert.com, or let's connect over at Twitter, where I'm Erin L. Albert. Tonight, we continue our series on loving your retail pharmacy career. And our first guest is one of the, I think, perfect examples of what it is to be a truly outstanding retail pharmacist. My opinion is a little biased, of course, because she was also a former student at Butler University. So with that, Amy Lindell is joining us tonight. She's both a PharmD as well as a certified lactation counselor. So Amy, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm such um, a fan of, and so inspired by what you do to um, help pharmacists discover other things about pharmacy and help students to do that. So I'm really honored to be joining you here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, Amy. So let's get into it. The series is really focused on loving and getting a lot of career satisfaction out of a full retail pharmacy career. So let's get into how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, I started in community practice pharmacy 13 years ago as a student growing up in the Chicago area. I knew I wanted to work for Walgreens and was very excited to get a position there. So I graduated Butler in 2007 and, of course, tried a lot of different things during school in terms of different types of pharmacy to see what I was interested in. But ultimately, community practice was my passion because I really like just being there with the people, helping them understand the medicine that they're taking home, kind of being side by side with them. So I really enjoyed that. When it comes to the women's health aspects that I got involved in, um, that really wasn't until I myself became a mom that I realized that I had some knowledge gap. I had a gap in terms of what I thought I should know and how I should be able to help my patients that are moms. And myself as a mother, I felt like there should be more that I know about medication and lactation and what that patient population needs. So. Um, I became involved when my life kind of collided with my interests professionally. And then women's health became kind of a, a passion of mine from there. Yeah. So, and, you know, in the article, we talked a lot about niching or finding a certain area of practice to really expand upon. So can you unpack that a little bit more about the lactation? Like, what does it take to get the certification completed? And how did you integrate that into your practice, Amy? Sure. So it's really been kind of several years before I got to the point of doing the CLC, the Certified Lactation Counselor uh, thing. It really kind of started out because I wanted to do some outreach to 
the moms in my area that used my pharmacy. And so I attended a breastfeeding support group and talked to them about medication questions that they had. And from there, I went to um, a conference for World Breastfeeding Week, and I started to meet other people that were interested in women's health, but that weren't pharmacists. And that's what really kind of got me going and got me inspired. That's what got me inspired to look further into this and to really develop myself uh, professionally a little bit more in this area when I met lactation consultants and nurses and people that I realized that pharmacists could really partner with and work with to provide a more complete experience for our patients. So that started there. And then I moved stores as we sometimes do uh, with Walgreens. So I moved to a different store and my store had a classroom in it, which seemed to me an excellent opportunity to be working with the community, bringing them in in small groups and talking to them about a topic perhaps. So I was trying to figure out what that would look like. So I spoke with the state breastfeeding coordinator for Indiana and she came in to the classroom and took a look at it with me and we decided that we would do a drop-in for moms and babies. And what that means is for mothers that are breastfeeding, they could bring their baby with them and get the baby weighed on an infant scale and get advice on how to best make sure that they're feeding their baby properly. Breastfeeding can be difficult sometimes. It can be confusing and there's a lot of factors that go into it. And so having a lactation consultant come to the store would be bringing the help that my patients, these moms needed right to where they go anyway, to a location where they could get their photos developed and buy milk and pick up their medicine and all that stuff that they needed to get done all at once. So we started to build this partnership, which we call Well Babies at Walgreens at my store. And from there I realized that I needed to bulk up my knowledge piece. If I'm bringing in all these breastfeeding moms, then I needed to make sure I was at the top of my game should they have questions about what medications they could take, what over-the-counter things they could take, those types of things. So I started getting more education that way. Now the CLC certification is a 40-hour class, and you don't have to be a pharmacist to take it. In fact, you don't even have to be a medical professional to take it, but it is much easier if you've had that type of coursework before. So it's a 40-hour class, and you take an exam at the end, and then there's also sort of a video portion that you do to assess a latch or the way that the baby latches onto the breast to nurse and to make sure that you're able to provide advice. Now there's different levels for a lactation consultant and the CLC is really just the beginning. An international board certified lactation consultant is the gold standard. And that takes quite a lot of experience hours, 900 hours. If I were to do it now as a pharmacist, I would need 900 additional hours of working with moms in order to get that certification. And then I would also sit for a very big exam. So a CLC is just a start, but it gave me a lot of really good information on what breastfeeding moms needed to know and what some of their challenges are and just a review of the physiology and all that stuff that's going on. So that was a great starting point for me to bulk up my education to support my program. Yeah, and certifications is something we've kind of consistently talked about in career development this year because it seems to be an exploding area for pharmacists to kind of 
again, niche in a particular area. There's over 150 different certifications in healthcare that pharmacists and or healthcare professionals can gain now. And um, in the beginning of this series, we shared with you a list of those certifications as well. So thank you for sharing with us a little bit about CLC and the lactation um, pyramid, I guess, of different certification levels. So let's go back to Well Babies for a minute. What does that look like for Walgreens and their customers now? And how has that evolved? Absolutely. We started Well Babies on April 24th of 2012. And at the time, we had um, a lactation consultant that came once a week, as we do now. Um, but she was a private practice lactation consultant. And over the years, we figured out what is going to be the best relationship for us because Walgreens doesn't actually have a position code for lactation consultants. So now we've chosen to partner with a hospital, a big delivering hospital in the area. Okay. And their lactation consultants come over to our store. They they do ours anyway uh, to outreach to moms. And so they move their drop-in that they were doing anyway to our location because it's on a great corner. It's very convenient. We've also found that through our Well Babies drop-in, sometimes dads come, which we know from research from the Surgeon General's 2011 call to action that support people are incredibly important. So having a spouse or a boyfriend or a friend or a family member of some kind to help mom while she's nursing will help her to be more successful. So Walgreens is a more approachable place. A drugstore is a more approachable place sometimes than a hospital would be. I know that my husband's not too anxious to go in the doors of a hospital, but he would go in a drugstore. And so we get more support people coming to help our moms as well. So it's two hours on one day per week. So every single Wednesday for two hours. There's no appointment needed and it doesn't cost anything. So the moms can just come and whoever is with them and get their baby weight if they choose to and get breastfeeding help. We, we find that there is a care gap for moms right after the baby is born. During, during the prenatal period, mom is hopefully seeking prenatal care and having all these visits. And once the baby is born, then you're kind of on your own aside from the pediatrician visits, but for the care for the mom, you're kind of on your own for the first six weeks. And so during that time, that's a really important time that pharmacists, even if you don't have a well babies drop in, can really make a difference for these moms because they're coming to get their discharge medicines after delivery. They might have some other medication needs as they're recovering from delivery. And so if we're able to provide breastfeeding friendly recommendations and support them in their breastfeeding goals, that's really important. So that's what we've tried to offer here. We also find we have a, a number of moms that will come when they're transitioning back to work and needing to start pumping. So those are the two times that we see uh, more, more moms coming to our drop-in. So that's what it looks like at the moment, a partnership, which is uh, a really cool thing to be involved in. Yeah, absolutely. And I love your story of how it started small and grew into this huge corporate thing, which is fantastic for patients. I love it. So let, let's go a step further. I know you're a preceptor. You're an amazing preceptor is that we've always received really great feedback on you as a preceptor. So can you talk about, you know, one of the other article points I mentioned about loving retail is really stepping up, volunteering, and I think precepting is one of those ways by which you can volunteer. So can you talk about your teaching um, and your precepting and how that kind of wraps into sharing your passion in retail pharmacy? 
Yes, absolutely. And that's very nice of you to say. I love taking students and they keep me on my toes, which I think is so, so important. So I take students for a regular community practice rotation, but I also take students for a women's health rotation. So we do more focus on medications and lactation, but also other aspects of women's health. So we do that together. We also engage in some of the public health things that I do. So going to conferences, being part of the Indiana Breastfeeding Coalition, networking with other healthcare providers to help provide better experiences for new moms. So I include the students in that. And when we're working when I'm working on projects for, you know, organizations like the Indiana Breastfeeding Coalition, then I bring them in and they can see, you know, how do these things function? How can you network with other providers? and hopefully enact change and get things moving forward and try to help provide better information. So I do the women's health, um, I do the women's health rotation. And then also I have lectured in the women's health class before I lectured in some other, other classes at Butler as well. So just to talk about community practice in general and to talk about other things that I'm interested in, things like medication therapy management, immunizations, ways that community practice pharmacists can can go beyond and do more maybe than, than we used to do. So dispensing is, of course, an important part of what we do, but maybe perhaps not the part that gets me the most excited. So I really enjoy taking students and showing them all the different things that we can be involved with and trying to get them as much of that experience as possible just so they can see everything it has to offer. Yeah, and you're really striking at the heart of several different points in the article too, like getting out of the fishbowl, obviously going over to lecture is getting yourself out of the retail pharmacy setting to enhance your career satisfaction. And I think to your earlier point that you said upping your game, you definitely need to know uh, the salient points and things back and forwards when you're talking to pharmacy students. Uh, and as well as, you know, the idea of playing nice with others, working in interprofessional teams, it sounds like your lactation experience definitely worked with different types of professionals in healthcare as well as out of healthcare. So I guess my major question in kind of closing tonight, Amy, is... If you have a retail pharmacist in front of you that's been, you know, at the bench five to seven years and maybe they're not feeling as passionate as they did when they first graduated from pharmacy school, kind of what advice would you share with that individual pharmacist about, you know, raising their game and and really loving retail pharmacy again? Sure. I think that, you know, when I first started, I really felt like I wanted to keep my work life and my personal life very separate. And in many ways, that's a good idea. But that's not really the type of person that I am. If I'm passionate about something at home, then it's going to bleed into work a little bit. And if I'm passionate about something at work, it's going to bleed into home. And that's really just what's happened to me that my life changed. Uh, And I became very interested in moms and babies. And that kind of turned into how can I do this at work, too, because it's a passion that I have. And so for the pharmacist that has been practicing for a little while, I would say that, you know, there's no reason that you can't take on something new or try something new. There are a lot of initiatives going on you know, through the State Department of Health or other 
other things like that, that they could really use pharmacists. Pharmacists are not nearly as involved as we could be in things like the Healthy Weight Initiative. There are a ton of, you know, immunizations. Pharmacists provide them, but how active are we on the Immunization Action Coalition for the state? So there are a lot of ways that we can get involved in public health or in whatever it is that you're interested in. So attend a meeting. Take a couple of steps. You don't have to develop an entire program or anything like that, but it starts it starts small from you having an idea and then kind of working through that and figuring out where it can go. For me, I didn't really plan to start a program. I didn't plan to do any of these things that I've gotten to do. I've gotten to do some amazing things. I've gotten to go to Washington, D.C. and go speak at different conferences and I met the Surgeon General who wrote the call to action to support breastfeeding, which was incredible for me. So getting to do all of those different things were never really part of the plan, but I just kind of kept an open mind and embraced the opportunities to network with other providers to try to make things a little better for our patients and try to learn a little bit about what's going on in other areas and how do they tackle problems that we face because the problems that we face in healthcare are happening in Indiana, but they're also happening in New York and they're happening in Texas and they're happening in other places too. So if you have an opportunity to learn from other healthcare professionals in other parts of the country, you know, how cool is that? So I, I would say keep an open mind. Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, and maybe you can also network with some other like-minded people who don't necessarily have to be pharmacists. Um, but you know, keeping an open mind. You mentioned getting out of the fishbowl and I am on the board for the milk bank, which uh, for breast milk donation. And I'm on the medical advisory committee, which has been such a cool experience for me because I've been able to meet, you know, neonatologists and pediatricians and microbiologists and people that are doing really cool things for babies, um, that I, I wouldn't have met otherwise. And I didn't really plan to meet, but just with the way things have progressed, I've had the opportunity to meet them. So I would say my main advice, I guess, is just to keep an open mind and don't be afraid. I think being dynamic and being willing to change and grow uh, with your career is an important quality. Absolutely. So, Amy, where can folks find you? Where can they find more on the Well Babies program with Walgreens? Sure. So I'm on LinkedIn, uh, just with my name, Amy Linnell, and I'm on Twitter, um, as the lactation pharmacist or the lactation RPH is my handle. So, um, it's, it's been interesting because working for a major company like Walgreens, there's definitely a lot of red tape when you want to do media related things. So I don't have a, a website to share with you or a Facebook page to share with you. I also wrote an article that appeared in a national journal on lactation, and I'd be happy to share that information with your listeners as well. Perfect. So anything else we didn't ask you, Amy, that you wanted to talk about relative to retail pharmacy and career satisfaction around what's next for you? Well, in terms of what's next, I guess it's hard to say for absolute sure, but I am getting more and more interested in public health. So I don't know if I may eventually pursue getting a master's in public health or look into that a little bit further. I'm also getting a little bit more interested in research. So we'll see where things lead. I've had the pleasure of precepting a few PharmD projects for students at Butler. So to watch them kind of go through that first 
initial, you know, taste of, of research, that might be something that I'm interested in more down the line. So I'm not really ruling anything out necessarily, but I, I know that I want to continue to work with people and doing a little bit more with public health and underserved and health equity, I think is where my interests are moving toward at this point. Cool. All right. Well, Dr. Amy Linnell, thank you for joining us tonight on the Pharmacy Podcast. And before you leave, I have at least three speed round questions for you. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. What's your best time management tip as both a busy pharmacist and a mom? Okay. I'm a list maker for sure. But also I would say I constantly pretty much reevaluate what my priorities are. So I'm not spending time on areas that I don't want to spend time or that aren't valuable to spend time. And that goes for both professional and home. So if, if it doesn't make sense for me to be coaching my daughter's soccer team next season, then if it didn't benefit her and me this season, then I won't coach it next season. But for now we had a blast in soccer, so we'll keep doing that. So I just try to reassess and prioritize. So what's your best advice as a soccer coach then? Uh, be patient. <laughs> <laughs> And when the, when the kids lose, they're learning an important lesson that you don't always win everything. So it's okay to lose. If you had one word to describe healthcare in the U.S. right now, what would that word be? Opportunity, I think. I think there's a ton of opportunity. Just when you think every pharmacy is giving flu shots so everyone must be getting vaccinated, you realize there's huge patient populations that aren't getting vaccinated. So that's just one example but there's so much opportunity for people that aren't getting the health care that they need. And there's so much more that we can do as pharmacists to partner and work with other healthcare professionals to make things better for our patients. And last but not least, what's the best career advice you ever received? Probably my best career advice would be to stay open, which is something I kind of mentioned earlier, but just, you know, when I first got out of school, I figured that I would move back to Chicago where I'm from. I kind of made some assumptions about what I would be doing. And that's not really how I turned out at all. I ended up staying in Indiana and I love it here. I ended up doing things that I, I didn't think I would be working on, like women's health and student programming. And so I would say stay open and don't close the door on anything. At least give it a try and you might be surprised. With that, Dr. Amy Linnell, thank you for joining us on the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com. 